Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi everybody and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. I was really enthused to be joined today by Scott from the Rangers Rabble podcast. We talked all about Stephen Gerrard, his impending uh, move to Aston Villa and what he's done for Rangers over the last two and a half to three years since he's been there. We will get to that podcast but before we do that first I wanted to remind you guys that we are delighted to have teamed up with Beer 52 which is the world's largest beer club. So if you fancy getting set for Christmas or just getting beers in to watch a game and uh, any of the games coming up maybe you want to celebrate uh, Stephen Gerrard's uh, appointment for the Brighton game and you want to get some beers in all you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash love that's b-e-e-r number 52.com forward slash love and listeners to the podcast who are based in the United Kingdom or in Northern Ireland will get two extra beers for free Beer 52 normally do an offer whereby you pay the postage of $5.95 and you receive eight beers. But listeners to the podcast here by going to beer52.com forward slash love will get 10 beers. Um, all for the price of postage, which is $5.95. 
Um, as I say, that is available for anybody in the UK, uh, mainland UK, and in Northern Ireland as well. And you can also sign up, and each month, members will be sent a case of beer with a different theme. You might get a, get beers from Czech Republic. You might get get beers from Germany, beers from all over the world. You can even select different beer types, like dark beers or light beers, depending on what is your favourite. So memberships always come with magazines and snacks also. And don't worry, your memberships and your monthly subscriptions, they can be paused and cancelled at any time. So once again again if you wish to uh, maybe stock up on some beers before christmas pop on to beer52.com forward slash love and just pay 5.95 for postage and you will get two beers free that would be 10 beers in total all by using the code beer52.com forward slash love bottoms up everybody and i hope you enjoy the podcast Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. This is somewhat, I was going to call it an emergency podcast, but there isn't really anything bad going on, I suppose. So emergency is probably the wrong wrong word to use about it. But it's, uh, it's uh, how would I put it? It's, uh, it's an off-the-cuff podcast because, uh, obviously, news is broken and it seems to be getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and it's coming from multiple, multiple outlets. The Athletics, Sky News, Tom Colosimo. Um, all these guys reporting now that Steven Gerrard will be announced as uh, as uh, the Aston Villa manager in the next 24 to 48 hours. And to discuss that, I'm absolutely ple- it's it's a pleasure to be joined with Scott from the Rangers Rabble podcast. And I think it would be interesting to see uh, a lot of people have formed their own opinions, I suppose, really on Steven Gerrard. But let's get it from the horse's mouth and somebody who's seen him since 2018. But firstly, Scott, thanks so much for popping on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. No ball, it's my pleasure. No so uh, this is probably a bittersweet one for you because obviously we get to talk about some good times that Steven Gerrard has brought back to uh, to, to to Rangers, um, yeah. and and he has been a, a major catalyst for that. But and I know that I'm probably counting chickens before they hatch because it hasn't been 100% announced. And as we know in football, anything can happen. So I'm 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 willing to take this down to delete it later if something goes goes awry. <laughs> but um, obviously, uh, you know. It look, does look like the, the, the move is, is is going to come. And before we look at back at maybe what Steven Gerrard has done for, for Rangers, maybe what tactics he played, maybe you know some people within the team that he seems to favour, some positions he seems to favour and things like that. What's the feeling amongst Rangers fans? Because we were speaking before this and you felt it was a small bit out of the blue. So what's the feeling amongst the Rangers fan base? I think there's a big division between the fan base at the moment, eh? Majority of fans are gutted, to be fair. Eh, we didn't want it to happen, but we always knew it was going to happen one day. We just didn't expect it to be Aston Villa. We always thought it would be Liverpool. And I think a lot of fans feel let down. Feel Some feel betrayed. Some just feel disappointed. It's it's not really sunk in because it's like, why would they leave Rangers? We're Rangers, and it's just a fan point of view. From a football sense, you think, well... He's done quite a lot with us. He's brought us back to the forefront and he'd been off the chance to go to the Premiership with a big club in the Premiership. And if he does well there, then maybe he'll get his dream job, which we all know that's what he wants. So it's kind of mixed emotions. It's the bonus with you, I said. I'm personally, I'm gutted just because, more because of a Rangers perspective and because it's midway through a season. I mean, we've got next, our next game, the Cup semi final, and to think, might not have a manager for that, it's quite hard to take in. But I suppose that's football. When you say your 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 fans are divided, it's it's an interesting one because believe it or not, the Aston Villa fans fans are divided as well. Some people really really want him. Some people are, and I'm going to be honest with you, kind of I'm probably about thirty three percent in the camp of, 
you know, I'm I'm afraid of a gamble. I'm afraid, and I think this potentially could be a gamble just based on everything from from um you know from an experience point of view and in, in 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 not having managed in the Premier League, obviously playing five hundred and five hundred and ten yeah. games or whatever in the Premier League is different, but managing the Premier League is different. But I think a lot of people are either it, it's very much yes or no with with Dean or with uh, Stephen Gerrard, and I think it's yeah. because a lot of people, me included, I absolutely love Dean Smith. I I thought yeah. I thought Dean Smith was going to be here. He's going to build a dynasty. And my biggest thing with him and you mentioned there was that uh, my biggest thing with Stephen Gerrard is that you know the clock is ticking the second he comes in the door the clock is ticking and when he's going to be leaving again and and that's just and that's a simple thing that I will get over with results and with, and with winning and with uh, good good football and with good transfers and raising the profile of the club absolutely I will get over that but um, I think it's okay to have that kind of healthy skepticism but you mentioned the, the Rangers fans had um, that there was kind of split down the middle. What, were, were some people happy that he was leaving? I don't mean that way. I just mean some people are saying, well, if he goes, best of, best of luck to him. Some people are saying, if he goes, oh, I hope it, does, it doesn't do well. And just, I think it's just your first comments you think of the first thing is in your head because as a fan you don't want that to happen to your club no matter who you support when you like your manager you like certain players you never you're never happy when they leave you know at the end of the day they always might leave but it's when you get that point that you think they're leaving because a Newcastle yeah. job came up earlier and he, he didn't he said he wasn't interested uh, other jobs have come up in the past and he's been linked but nothing's ever came of it this one came up and to be honest with you, I'd have been back in Ireland. I thought Aston Valley, they won't be interested in him. He won't be interested in Aston Valley. And then suddenly overnight, it just went, it grew arms and legs. And I thought, oh no, it's going to happen. And by the sounds, it is going to happen. And we just have to move on. But it's still not a thing you want to happen. Like I see, see if it's the end of the season, I'd be great. I'd be happy for him and see on you go because it's mid season. Our season could suddenly take a turn for the worst if we don't get a right man in. And you'd probably feel the same as well. And it's, it's just a football that is, you put your you put your team first. If you think of it in that way, or you think of it in a unbiased way, you think well, good luck to him. So I think it's a bit of both. We knew it was going to happen, but if he's going to go windy, and if he goes to Aston Villa, like by all accounts, it's going to happen. Then the bonus for you, I think he will do well because he's going to be a first class manager. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't, I don't doubt the stature of the man, the the demeanor of the man, the, the respect that he he commands. Because let's be honest with you, there's very few footballers, and I, and I mean this even like there's been a lot of footballers that have been very very successful in the English game. There's been a lot of footballers that have been very successful in the European game, but they haven't been able to command respect, and they haven't had this, um, like like we we had Roy Keane, uh, the, the player at Ireland. He had a, a nasty and mean streak and a will to win, but he always went over the line. I'm not like he's not particularly my favorite, my, my favorite person in the world with some of the things he says, and he kind of, kind of, kind of loses the professionalism side of things. But what you see yeah. with, with, with Steven Gerrard a lot is yes, he did go over the line, but I think what he did was he learned how to temper himself and he learned how to, and, and his post match interviews sometimes are absolutely golden the way that he, he rips into people. But um, I think he does it more on the kind of the safe side of, of, uh, of, of aggression, but I think that's what he brings. He brings the determination with him, um, and I think it's probably wrapped up in a better package um, than than a lot of other managers because he he does get respect. He's very well respected yeah. for somebody who uh, you know who played as many times and pretty much dragged Liverpool up off um, off, off the canvas and a lot of a lot yeah, of occasions does. himself. But let's go back to 2018 because actually before we do that, you mentioned that the that the the, the your season might fall off the rails. 
and this is going to be a stupid question, and, and I know I know before I even ask it, but obviously only four points ahead of Celtic in the league at the moment. Yeah. And uh, and and you, as you said, with a semi final on the way and the Europa League coming at the moment, how far off the off the rails do you think this could be the rails? You know, is is it like what's <laughs> Is this, it, it, it is a silly question, but like, if you guys finish second to Celtic, is that absolutely even given? Like, would would anybody give the club a small bit of bit of rope and leeway to say, well, we lost our midway through the season? Or would it be a case of this just can't happen regardless? And I know it's a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, as a silly question, but it's not a silly question if you ask it the rest of Scotland. Uh, <laughs> I think to, to be honest with you, I think if you finish second, then it's not it's not good. It's not because next season when you win in the SPL in Scotland, you go straight into the Champions League, so I guarantee yeah. the forty million. So that's the carrot at the end of the stick, basically. We need that money because as you probably know, Rangers aren't flush with money. So we need mm-hmm. we need that money. And Gerard has left us in a good position. He's, he's done a lot of work behind the scenes in the scouting department, the recruitment department. He's got a great team behind him which will probably go with him. But he's built the club up from when he came in to where it is just now and it's it's in a great shape. But if a new manager comes in, whoever it will be, and it doesn't hit the ground running, it could very so very quickly go downhill. And if it goes downhill, then you know yourself it can be in, you can be in a good place one minute and a bad place the next. So that's the thing that worries me most. Not the and I think if that happens, it might blot Jeddah's respect with Rangers fans just because they'll blame him for what happened this season. If it doesn't go right, because they'll think, well, he's walked out mid-season. And it, a lot of that has folks. If he does stay, it might not have went that way. I'm just thinking from I'm just thinking on the top of my head, but I hope it doesn't. But there's a lot of ways football fans think, as you know, and sometimes a lot of it's nonsense, but that's what we get for football fans because we think we're emotion before our brain. Yeah, and, and that's a tr- that's that's uh that's very, very true because it is I don't think there's many more emotional I, I was gonna call it occupations, but obviously it's not, but there's no pastimes i suppose than being a football fan or a sports fan because a lot of people like me included i very rarely think with my head when it comes to making a decision about my football club it always comes with my heart you know and it's very difficult to do that and sometimes anybody who watches the podcast an awful lot will hear me talk turn around and and at times check myself and start talking about context and talking about you know nuance and things like that because Sometimes if you don't, you just kind of like like you never see the wood from the trees. But that's a really yep. really interesting piece that you you mentioned there. And let's talk about what Stephen Gerrard has done for. And you've touched on it a small bit there. What's done for uh, Rangers Football Club at the moment? Um, obviously joined in two thousand and eighteen. Um, Celtic obviously pulling up trees up there in Scotland. Uh, eight in a row turned into nine in a row. Oh, sorry, it's eight, it's seven in a row turned into eight in a row turned into nine in a row. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he he broke the the ten in a row streak. Um, yeah. what do you think? Like like when he came in in two thousand and eighteen, what was the what was the fans' thoughts on him coming in? Was it uh, was it was it very much just a case of this is going to raise the the profile of our club? What's he going to be able to do? Or, or what, what what did fans think of the signing in two thousand and eighteen? I think in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> You gotta remember, we were we were coming off an awful period of being in, uh, been down in the third division, being in liquidation, being yeah. hit from pillar to post, which wasn't great. As you're a, if you're a Rangers fan, Stephen Gerrard came in after a couple of managers were useless to be fair to them, and <laughs> that's been good to them. He came in, obviously, he came in for Liverpool's academy. Never been a manager before at that level. He came in, but he'd an aura about him. 
like you said earlier, he came in straight in the door and he just commanded respect and the things he spoke and the way he spoke, it got your hopes up and you thought, this could actually work. And then we seen some of the players we try to bring in, the way we try to play. We didn't get the results, we didn't always get the results. I mean, we didn't win the league for the first couple of years he was there. But you, you could see slowly it was happening on the pitch and off the park and the European results from the get-go were always really good. And we were doing really well in Europe. We made a bit of money from the European ones, and especially Europa League. We'd done really well getting to, to, into the group stages and stuff. And we were going away to Benfica and getting results and getting to Holland and getting results and going to, going to other places. And we didn't really fear anybody. It just seemed to be in the, the league, the Scottish League. We struggled at times against other sides. But last season, it seemed to click for us and we went through the season undefeated, which was probably never happened again for us. And we won the league, which was superb. And we just thought then he's going to kick on because he had a new contract. We thought he's going to kick on, he's going to get another league title, maybe win a cup or two and mm. takes a wee bit further in Europe. And obviously that's been well, maybe derailed now, but it's just everything he's done with the club. He's made the club more, just more... I can't, even, I can't even think about that moment. It just made the club more attractive to people. It's going to come in as a manager or anybody outside the club. Before it was the people behind the scenes didn't have a clue what they were doing. There was no recruitment there. There was no scouts there. But he brought all that in, organised it. He's brought in a lot of background staff from a lot of them came from Liverpool as well. So they kind of knew the squad. Gary Mack knew the club because he's Scottish, but he knew what the club was about and he just brought in people that knew the size of the club and what to do and that's what they've done since they've been there and they made Rangers enjoyable to watch again, enjoyable to go and see whereas before it wasn't and that's what we would thank him for obviously we're not happy he maybe leave but everything he's done since he's came into the club to me has improved the club, the position the club's been in in the past and you mentioned that you brought in some backroom staff, and I think this is what an awful lot of Aston Villa fans are. Um, and this is what's really turned my perception. I will be honest, like everybody yeah. knows, everybody listens to the podcast. I said I'm a small bit underwhelmed. Um, just I wanted, I, I think that we were at the crossroads of needing somebody that had obviously a big aura, which Stephen Gerrard has. That's never in question. It was the experience part, the actual managerial experience uh, piece was was what was catching me because he's got what two and a half years of of, yeah. of experience managing in in um in in a league that you know. W- Look, as I say, the expectations are different, and we mentioned it before. Yeah. It's going to be different yeah. when it's in the Premier League too. So that's really where I came from. But then, obviously, you peel back. It's like an onion. You peel back the first layer, and then you see, oh, wait a minute, he's more so kind of a figurehead and a more of a manager than a coach. And then you look at the likes of Mick Beal, and then you look at the likes of his relationship with Tom Culshaw, and then you look at. And mate, Gary Mack is in there, and Gary Mack is keeping him on the straight and narrow because he's made every mistake he could possibly make at Leeds and Coventry, and obviously yeah. he knows what it's like to 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 manage in the Premier League, albeit for a small yeah. period of time when Gerard Julia has um, had yeah. his heart issues at Aston Villa. And then you're kind of going, there's a bit of experience here. So not only has he, has, has he surrounded himself with those pieces, but then he's also embraced the new side of the game with the likes of, um, of what's his name, um, it's going to come to me in a moment. Scott Mason is the yeah. performance analyst, and the other guy, what's his name? Milsom, Jordan Milsom. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, and you know, you look at them, and they all seem to have good reputations. But, but talk to me about them because I suppose really you'll know an awful lot more about them than I can read on pieces of paper because that's very much a, a opinion based of somebody who is 
forming their opinion as opposed to somebody who's watched them in and out for the last two and a half years. What, what's think, how how much does he rely on his backroom team? I suppose is the question I'm asking. I think you're right. Any manager he relies on him a lot, and the manager and these backroom staff, and I think the backroom staff he's assembled at Rangers is first class. To be honest with you, and especially Mike Beal, I think Mike Beal will one day go out and become a manager himself. But I think at the moment he's happening. He's, he's being a coach all about Europe, Mike Beal, if you look at his credentials, and you think he was even in America at one or South America at one point. Uh, so he knows his stuff and he sets out. I mean, he, he's probably the one that does the most uh, tactics against other sides and the way we play. And it's just he sets us out really good. Gary Max more of the, I think he's more of the pal between the coach and staff and the players. I think he's more of the middleman between the two of them. He gets it. I think the, he just the. Uh, Middleman and Tom Coulshaw is there just backing up Mike Beal. And, but the training sessions are very hard, they're very intense, and they want something to train like they play. So, which is a good thing in my eyes because he doesn't want a lot of Mickey taking or a lot of carry on at training. He wants them to sit out, practice things, do things in the training ground. So, when it comes to match day, they're prepared, they're ready to go and play whoever they're up against from the off. So, they're not making, they won't make mistakes. And I think just overall, over the last three years he's been at Rangers, everything's that he's done really well and I don't know if he's looking at it himself Stephen G and thinking maybe I've maybe it's time to go you don't really know what's behind the scenes unless he gets out and tell us but to me I would like Mike Beale to continue at Rangers but I don't think that's a I don't think that's going to happen because I think Michael Beale will go with Stephen Gerrard to Villa and then I think one day like I said Mike Beale will probably go out himself because I think he's good enough and if he's got any Ambition like most coaches do, they maybe want to be the main man himself one day. But I know Mike Beale behind the scenes can be quite hard on the players, as in if they talk back and stuff like that. So I know he's quite a tough guy. You respect that gets a lot of respect, but he can be quite tough. Coulshaw and Gary Mack are so, totally different. But you need, you know yourself, you need that in changing him. You can't all go the one way. Because if it did, it, it wouldn't happen. So some players need a cuddle, some players need a bollocking, some players need other things. But it's just the way they go. But I mean, the players respect him, the fans respect him. And, that's the main thing. It's he does. Sometimes we make mistakes, like oh, everybody does. But we know he's going to get it right. And even this season, we've not been playing well, but we're still four points clear. We're only one game away from getting through in Europe, winning a cup semi. But if you're asking the Rangers fan, we've not been as good as we have been last season. But you kind of look back. But he's still getting the results. Uh, but but la- last season was an exceptional season, you know, when you get 100 points so you can see 13 yeah. goals and literally like, you know, uh, sometimes Philip Hellender sometimes was defending facing the wrong way. You know, it was so easy for him. Just, yeah. you know, it, he he was and Villa were linked with him in yeah. January of last year, I think, as Villa were linked with him as well. Am I right in saying that this um, Jermaine Defoe is a coach? Is he on the coaching ticket there? Is he like player coach? He's on the coach. He's, he's, helping, he's helping. He's a play, He's not played this season. He's been, I know he's been working with Sky, but he's also helping out the academy, set up coaching-wise and stuff. And He's an inexperienced guy to have about because on his day, Jermaine Defoe is probably still the best finisher at Ibrox because we all know how good a player he is. And even he, when, he, when he played him at his age, when he got in the park, he always thought he was going to score because that's the type of player Jermaine Defoe is. But having him around the training ground is really good for young players as well, just to see. So the setup at Rangers is really good. And I think that's what's most... I won't say annoying, but most of this happening, all the guys going to maybe going to be leaving because they're so good to have about the place and you can see while you're there, there, we're always going to be challenging, we're always going to be trying to win things, whereas when they're not there, are we going to bring in the likes again because we don't know with this board and with the director of football, we don't know if we'll be able to bring in the same type of quality because we know ourselves, and you probably know yourselves, we're not flush with money. Do Rangers have a director of football? 
Ross Wilson, who was at Southampton. Ah, yes, you're right. You're right. And the reason I ask that is because um, uh, the, obviously the structure at Aston Villa, and it, I, I actually asked you this beforehand, and I, completely, I, I started speaking to you about this before we actually went down the podcast, and I completely forgot to ask you if they had a sporting director <laughs> uh, at, at Rangers. But, but Villa are really set up in the continental model whereby they've built the structure around it. Dean Smith, from, to the best of my knowledge, Dean Smith wanted this and it ended up being his biggest vulnerability at the end because right. all the other departments, obviously, are now in place. And then it was a case of, well, we take, can take out the manager, we can drop in another manager here. And, yeah. and, and the interesting point is that, and, and I mentioned it to you beforehand, but as is my way, sometimes I don't give people enough time to answer me sometimes, which is a <laughs> bad trait to have as a podcast host, Scott. Believe me, it's a bad trait to have. But... um. With somebody being as kind of headstrong as Steven Gerrard, as uh, determined as Steven Gerrard, how has he worked in that structure? Once again, probably a silly question because it's it's brought a lot of um, a lot of success. But how did what was the relationship between him and Ross Wilson? Who was ultimately doing the 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 football operations, so to say, or was there a recruitment team involved with Steven Gerrard, or was he given the full reins? I'm not sure if he was given the full range because if that was the case, I don't think they brought Ross Wilson in the first place because that's what Ross does. We've done it in Southampton and yeah. he's obviously doing the same. He's done it at Huddersfield and I think he was at Watford at one point. So I think he's doing the same at Rangers. So I don't know if he had full say. I know the last couple of transfer windows, we've not really brought anybody in. I know after we lost him Almo in the Champions League at the start of the season, he made a couple of comments saying, maybe not bringing players in was our downfall from not getting into Champions League. So I don't know if that's in the back of his mind as well. Thinking, well, I maybe need to spend more money here to do better. I don't know. I'm just thinking back just because all this has come up. So I don't know if that was an issue. But just, I think it works fine. It'll work fine if you're successful. I think if anything, probably same me, Dean Smith, I think if anything goes wrong result-wise or player-wise or maybe a player comes in, it maybe doesn't say hi with the manager, but the... Sporting director likes him, I think. They think can be an issue, but Stephen Gerrard is a di- different type of person, I think, from Dean Smith. I'm not saying Dean Smith doesn't command respect because I think he's a very good manager. And I've seen a few comments saying, would he take him to Rangers? And yes, I would take him to Rangers. Uh, but I think Stephen Gerrard, this type of person, because he's a captain all his career as well, he commands respect. He'll give it out, but he commands it as well. So I don't know if that would be an issue. I don't think it will be, Villa, because... Christian is at Puzzles there and he was in, he knew him from Liverpool day, so I think that's a quite a that's a softener for him as well because I know somebody there as well and obviously Gary Max being there. So I think sometimes you read too much into things and I think it would it would be okay unless obviously the results are really bad and he was looking for more money to spend, but I don't think it should be an issue with Villa because I think Villa are quite well off at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. You mentioned comments there. Let's have a look at some of the comments there, see if we can maybe answer some of the guys' questions or if the guys have any answers for you. Actually, when when I um uh sometimes when I go down through the comments, I lose track of where the comments are. So I do apologize to anybody. So um this is an interesting one. I think Rangers fans feel a bit like Villa fans did when Joe we, we, we call well, not us, but but Villa fans start to call Jack Greenish Joe Greenish. I, I can't even yeah. remember why. I think there was some sort of <laughs> meme whereby it was Somebody pronounced his name Joe or something. I don't know what it was, but um, would it be fair to say that that you kind of always, you know, he was going to go at some stage, but you know maybe the timing isn't the right time, and yeah, and that's probably. kind of how we feel about about Greenish at the moment. That's probably correct. Yeah, we always knew he was going to leave, but didn't expect it to happen. No, basically we thought it may have been a season, season and a half later. Didn't expect it yeah. to happen at this moment in time. Mm. Um. 
I, I, I'm going to leave it on the screen so that whoever owns that have, that name can pronounce it themselves because I haven't the clue how to do how to go about that. Um, it's a gamble, a massive one, but if it works, we'll be dusting off our passports. And if it doesn't, then Perslow will come under massive scrutiny, and rightly so. I can't disagree with that because I think this is very much Perslow orientated, which I think is 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 fair enough to say. But as you say, we all we're all striving for success, and if we're dusting off the passports, then not just come over here to, to for for a preseason trip to Ireland. Um, if we're dusting off the passports to go to continental Europe, well, then I think everybody will be absolutely delighted. Although I do want. You guys have to dust off your passports to come for a preseason trip to Ireland as well. That would be that would be quite cool. So I don't have to do much traveling. Um, Aaron says Dean Smith's gone. Let's move on. Ger- uh, Gerard will command, demand, respect. Uh, be a big plus when players look to sign for us. And his backroom staff is fantastic. He's a cool. Plays a four three three up the villa. Is is it strictly a four three three? You know, I did a bit of tactical analysis on him myself, and that's what I saw. But is it strictly a four three three? And has he always played that formation? Both, he has also since he's been, but he can. It does change. He can go with two sitting. One just behind, but there's always three up front, and they all they can interchange at times as well. He likes his wingers to attack, so the midfielders do come inside at times as well. So, and he do he does like to press. So, he plays an attacking type of football. He likes to keep the ball. He likes to move the ball and pass the ball. We when we play at high tempo, we're really good. When we slow the game down, we're not really good. That's when we get caught mm-hmm. out. But when we play at high tempo, we're really good to watch, and that's the way. He likes to play and he likes his fullbacks to get forward. I don't know if you've watched Rangers, but he likes his fullbacks to get forward because last few seasons, most of our assists have came for the fullbacks. And last season, one of our fullbacks was one of the top goal scorers. So he likes his fullbacks to get forward. Uh, they've got players that can play across the middle. They can interchange because they can play either as a 10 or a, an 8 because they're that, they're that good at footballers. And you've got Stephen Davis, who is at Villa, sitting there as well. Yeah. He sits in the middle of the park. Still playing the same game every week, Stephen. Even though he's thirty-six, you still get the same. He reads the game really well, Stephen, and he just keeps things simple and keeps the team ticking away. But and you've got Morelos up front who can hold the ball up. He's not been great this season, but he can hold the ball up. But the other lads around about him, they can go left, they can go right, they can sit, they go forward. So the teams when the team operates well, we're really good. But he knows how to play. It's usually four-three-three, but if you haven't sat deep, we will if we plays two. Hold the midfielders in the third man goes behind the forwards, but it's usually four three three. Good, good, because you mentioned a couple of things there as well. Because last year, I think when Villa played with high tempo, um, they got results against the likes of Arsenal, Leicester, Liverpool. And you know, nearly every podcast that we hark back to the days of the seven two because it doesn't happen. Uh, it doesn't happen too often. But uh, when Villa played at at a, at a rip roaring tempo and did get their full backs involved, even though we did have Jack Grealish in the field, when you got them involved, you know, we were a different animal. So it seems that our, our player, I very much think our players slowed down an awful lot this year. But we do have some really speedy, um, speedy players in there. Too. Um, uh, which which could uh, which could be um, utilized uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, where else are we? Sorry, there, guys. Uh, Dean says they couldn't agree more. If he comes in, it's already a countdown to when he leaves and takes our, takes our best players. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the same. <laughs> uh, and, and there is yeah, there is another one here from Paddy, my 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 usual co-host. Paddy here asked a question. Um, would Scott be worried about us taking the likes of Ryan Kent, for example, in January? I would be, yeah. There's a couple of players at Angels I would worry about leaving. The Connor Goldson still not seen the contract, and I don't think he will. Yeah, I think he wants back down to England. He's a centre-back. Uh, Ryan Kent's obvious one, Glenn Kamara's another one. They're two players who could perform at a higher level. 
in a better, no, I even say in a better league. I mean, they've done it in Europe for us, but they can form in a better league. And it's just the worry you've got because these guys are good. And then they see the manager going, they might think, well, depending on who your manager is, they might want to go in and try the luck elsewhere. It's at the end of the day, it's a job for these guys. And I know we're fans and we get a bit over emotional, but it is a job for these football players and managers. And they do what they can the best of their career. They take the jobs when they get a chance it might not come around again so you look at I, I try to look at it that way because if looking at it through uh, blue tinted glasses I get quite angry <laughs> so I try to look at it the other way so I'm no being as thingy because I mean I've seen a couple comments saying if he goes to fill and fails he'll, he'll not get a Liverpool job but if he stays at Rangers you can look at that and say if he stays at Rangers we don't win the league and he's not going to go to Liverpool either so he's probably looking at it himself and I mean, to me, nobody's bigger than Rangers, but that's just my own personal opinion. But the Premiership's far bigger than the Scottish League, so if he does well in the Premiership with Villa getting mid-table, getting into Europa League, then he's doing he's doing really well because English Premiership, there's so many good teams that can beat each other, and it's going to be a hard, it'll be a hard job for him. But I think mm-hmm. he is a man to do it. Fashion Sakala, is he somebody that you'd be disappointed to see leave? I know he's just not, coming into the not league. At, not at the moment. Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Kent, you can you can buy Ryan Kent if he offers us twenty million. <laughs> uh, okay. There's a lot. There's, yeah. a lot of good, there's a lot of good players at Rangers, and it's just hmm. you know yourself when you get players that other teams start to take keep an eye on. It's hard to keep them when other teams come in. Yeah. But it's just the nature of the beast of football. But I hope they stay. I even hope they stay until the end of the season. I'd be happy with that. I don't want anybody to leave in January, but I think they might do. Yeah, and if, well, I, I I don't know. Look, I I think the I think our board are going to have to put the money where their mouth is, where their dad is to purchase players from from Rangers that he's happy with that that, that Stephen Gerrard is familiar with, or whether it's uh, maybe um, buying other players from the continent or wherever. I think our, our our board will have to will have to upgrade our midfield. To be honest with you. Stephen Gerrard brings his boots with him along with Gary Mack and uh, and Jermaine Defoe. There's three signings straight away. Um, and I know there's probably a million or one jokes being made in the comments somewhere along the lines of that. Yeah. Here, that was a cheap, cheap joke to make. Um, there's a couple of other ones here just just uh, while, while we're looking. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually quite excited by this excitement in Gerrard. We trust. Uh, George White, good to have some Rangers fans watching. Phil is a downgrade. How would he leave for a relegation club? He guarantee, he's guaranteed Champions League football at Rangers. He's guaranteed Champions League football if Rangers can finish ahead of Celtic, uh, which at the moment are four points ahead of them at the, at, at the minute. But um, look, as I say, that's why we're having the conversation, George. And that's why I have yeah. the wonderful Scott here for, <laughs> and, and to talk to us. Um, Broken says, uh, I hope we get Gerard. If he's coming, the board must be offering a forward spending vision for us. Rangers were miles behind Celtic and he did, uh, and he did, the, did the job, I presume. Um, he was super loyal to his club as well up the villa. Yeah, that's the thing. He was super loyal to his club, which is the club everybody thinks he's going to manage at some stage. Which, which for me isn't 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 a massive positive. But and he has and What about saying that comment as he came out three weeks ago after the Newcastle link and says I'm loyal to the Angels. I'm going to be here. Hey, I'm happy. Mm. And that's just come out. I think that's why more fans are more upset. If he never said that three weeks ago, I think it may have not been as bad, but coming out three weeks ago and saying I'm loyal to the club, I'm loyal to Rangers, I'm going to be here for a while, and then this comes up, sometimes it's better not to say anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And look, we as as um, 
as Ben says here, it's not official yet. Let's stay calm. Yeah. yeah, as I said, this is this is preempting it. As I said, I might have egg on my face here. I might, I might need to delete this half an hour uh, again. Dave, Dave MacArthur says, Jared goes to Villa and doesn't work out. Kiss goodbye to the Liverpool job. I think that's fair enough as well. I think it's a gamble as much for him as it is because, like, he could stay. He could stay at Rangers and he could have European football and he could, you know, battle out with Celtic and maybe win every other year. I'm sure you want him to win every single year yeah. up there in Scotland, but he could. He could pad his pad the CV for the Liverpool job. Um, so this is fraught with danger for him as well. I'm not saying that he's yeah. he's doing the right thing for himself coming to Villa, um, but it is. It, it's like he's he's taking he's making a ballsy move if he does come down here because, you know. He, need, he needs to turn us around uh, in, in a short space of time as well, which is going to be interesting. Um, the, uh, uh, Stuart says, as a Rangers fan, thank you to Stephen. Yeah, I think that you guys uh, would be would be thankful for him for breaking the 10 in a row. Um, uh, where are we going? Gerard would be a big loss, but Beal would be bigger. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier on, that McBeal seems to be the, the jewel in the crown that he brings with him. Um, and I'm hoping to have somebody tomorrow to talk. Uh, I hope to do another podcast tomorrow um, with somebody who has a very intimate knowledge of McBeal and we'll be able to talk about him and and speak about his his methodologies and stuff like that because he's a really intriguing character for me. And yeah. Culshaw as well. I read a lot about Culshaw and how he didn't make it at Liverpool and, and the fact I think he was a year ahead of Stevie G. Yeah. I, I, sorry, Stephen Gerrard. I'm going to have to have a, a, a swear jar here that if I say Stevie G, I'm going to have to put like 10 quid into it and donate it to charity at the end of the season because I don't like even being called Stevie G. Stephen Gerrard. But uh, apparently he was in the he was in the Liverpool system when Gerrard was there as well and it just didn't work out for him and stuff like that. So he's an interesting character too. But yeah, interesting one on, on, on Beale. Um, uh, where are we going here? Um and that's when Dean Smith would be a massive success at Rangers. They'd love him up there, and yeah, like he's he's been been linked to the Rangers job already. Adam McCoyst was was out beating the drum for him in Talksport, yeah. I think today uh, for Dean Smith, and, and and I think you guys would love him up there. Um, he he's, I think he's done a great job of all. I don't think he's done anything wrong. I know I didn't watch him every week, but every time I watched him, even in match a day, they always played really good football. Well, and I, I even like Dean Smith when he was at Brentford. They done a good job there as well. Yeah. So. Man, but respect for the guy. I thought he'd done a great job with both teams. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he did. And look, this is you're talking to one of the bus conductors of the Dean Smith Forever Wagon here, you know. So, um, as I've said before, I have a t- I have t-shirts printed that never saw the light of day with Smith in in the back of them. Um, so it was uh, it was bittersweet when I, when I, sorry, it wasn't bittersweet. It was very bitter actually when the day that he left. I wasn't um. I wasn't the, the happiest Villa fan in the world the day he left, but I'm sure he's going to go on to do to do some great things as well and um, with other clubs too. Um, there's a couple of people saying there in the comments as well there that this hasn't been uh, properly announced by either club. No. And, and we, we know that at the moment, but there's a lot of smoke on this one. There's six, seven, eight, nine different outlets have said that it will be announced in the next 24, 48 hours. Um, so, yeah. so that's why we're chatting here as well. Um, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned as well, that uh, Rangers were, were, I suppose, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, but Rangers kind of they learned from their past mistakes and that they're kind of pinching the pennies at the moment and they're not spending within their or they're spending within their means, and um, because yeah. obviously they don't want to fall victim of yeah. uh, like they did what 10, 12 years ago. But the prospect yeah. of money to spend will be the ultimate test whether Jared leaves or not. I think personally, and 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 just on this one, James, I think Jared will have 
a fair war chest to go into as well. You know, I, I, I think we're talking over the next two transfer windows, I think he could have ended up towards 100, 150 million again. Our, our owners are, they're loose with the purse strings as long as we stay within financial fair play. And I think, I think th- they need to spend now because the fans, like the fans are so split down the middle between we want Smith, we wanted to keep Smith and, and we want the, Steven Gerrard that you're going to need to re- regain the narrative from whichever side you know, you want to, but specifically from the Dean Smith side, you're going to need to regain the narrative with a couple of signings, you know, and, yeah. I, and I think that just absolutely has to happen, you know, so I, I think money will be there and money is no object for Nassif Swear as he's dripping in it, um, which is always good to know. Um, we're going to finish up here here in a moment, guys, as well, but just before I uh, I, I finish up with, um, with Scott, um, Oh, I had a great question to ask you now, and I've completely forgotten it. This is awful TV. Uh, <laughs> oh, live. To go to a <laughs> live, exactly. Yeah, I should have written it down. I should have written it down. Uh-huh. Um, but with with Steve with Stephen Gerrard and 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 you, oh yes, this is what it was. Um, it was to do with his with his post match um post match interviews and so on, and, and, and you know, and he gets salty in the post match interviews. Let's yeah. let's not let's not sugarcoat it. He he yeah. goes for the neck. You know, yep. do you think that that has do you think that that has influenced referees positively for Rangers with regards to mm. on-field actions and so on? Or do you think it's a negative that he does it? I don't think it's a negative. I think he just speaks his mind. And if he thinks something's not right or something's went against him, then he comes out and says it, which is fine. You should be able to do that. Referees, to me, in Scotland, one one week they can be really good referees, the next week they can be really bad. You can get decisions, you can't get decisions. I don't look into it too much because a lot of people do and think we might have won if Rev didn't give this or didn't didn't give that, which is a fair point. But to me, that's an excuse if he didn't win. So I think he's got a point. He's fair. Stephen Gerrard comes out and he's fair. He'll respect the other side if they win well. He'll respect the ref if he does well. If he thinks there's a point to be made, he'll make the point. To me, that's fine. That's the way it should be because. He played long enough. He was captain of Liverpool in England, so I think he knows his stuff and he knows what's right and what's wrong. And if he, when he's always taking up for your team as the manager, then you're going to be standing behind him. Always like, I'd just like to say as well, I know people are saying, leaving Rangers for Villa, Rangers are a bigger club, blah, blah. But I think that's taken out of context. I think when you look at the Premiership, it's a far better league than the Scottish League will ever be. But I also think with Stephen Gerrard, his family, his family are still doing in England. So moving to Birmingham, it's close to where he lives. Close to where his family are, and it's an exciting challenge for him. I'm not going to say I'm gutted because I am, but it's an exciting challenge for him because he's came to Rangers, he's turned the club upside down. We've won the league again after a long time of not winning anything. So to go to a club like Villa, who are a big club, I'm not saying they aren't, they are a very big club and they've got a lot of money to spend. And probably top five, top six big clubs in England, Aston Villa, they've got a big support. So if you can turn them around. Which they, as you know yourself, Val have been there before, won the European Cups, won in the league. So they've been there before. So if you can even get them anywhere near that, it'll be a fantastic job and it will be probably a legend at your club as well if this deal does go through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We don't, uh, w- one thing that I've kind of resigned myself to, and I spoke about it earlier on, was that, um, you know, obviously that we're, he's, I said he's on the countdown to go to Liverpool, but. We don't tend to keep managers past three years anyway, even if they're doing well. So you know that's uh, that, that's another that's but that's that's just me having not having a go at the club. That's me having a go at the frivolities of football and football management and the fact that the days of dynasties are gone. And 
and I would have really loved to see someone rock up at Villa for 25 years like like a Ferguson or someone like that and, and, and take over the show. But alas, football's a completely different landscape at the moment, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Scott, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for, for your time. I know we've ran massively over time there, yeah. but uh, thank you so <laughs> much for, okay. for giving me for, for giving me. I hope I didn't hope I didn't keep you from anything there. Uh, no, that's okay. But do you want? I know a lot of I know a lot of uh, people who watch the podcast here as well. You know, obviously we're Irish, so we've got a lot of Celtic fans that may not tune ah, into no, your podcast and ah, stuff I'm, like I'm that. Fan, that. I'm not fan. That's fine. It's all but about a banner. Yeah, but there are there are a lot of guys obviously that may be Rangers fans. There. Do you want to give your give your podcast a plug there? Just you know, like some craft politics. Uh, the, the podcast I'm on is Rangers Rabble, and you can find us on YouTube, uh, on Twitter. And it's a really good podcast. We obviously speak about Rangers most time, but we do. We do. I do myself. I do a podcast in English Premier League with another chap. So that's quite good. We watch all the English games and we go through the games, and then we do a one on the rest of the Premiership games, not just Rangers, but we talk about everybody else. So we like to kid on. We like to kid on. We like to think we're not biased. Sometimes we are, but we like to look at other teams because it's not just always about your own team. You have to look at other teams and give them respect, especially if they're doing well. I just like to say thanks for having us on and. I wish you guys all the best for the rest of your season. Absolutely, and 100% the same to you, to you guys as well. And for everybody watching, we may look very silly doing this podcast, but we've had, I think at one stage, we tipped up to 240, 250 people watching here, which is bloody mind-blowing. Jesus, there's some... that. There are people that don't even watch that t- that amount of TV in, in, in Ireland here at all. Some TV shows don't get that that listenerships or that watchership, should I say. So so thanks so much to everybody for watching. Um, I do reserve the right to do, to delete this and shame if Stephen Gerrard doesn't come with it and ask us roar of Aston Villa. But I'm uh, putting my, putting my uh, head in the chopping block with this one. But thanks so much to Scott for coming on. You've been a great sport. I know it's difficult to talk about something like that. Somebody who's built your club up that's potentially leaving. And, uh, you know, you came on at literally a minute's notice as well. So I really really appreciate you giving me the time no um it's it it's, it's really appreciated and for everybody out there we'll be back with more podcasts during this week i do have one or two people lined up um to come on so fingers crossed that they're still able to come on over the next coming days to discuss and um, more ins and outs more more nuanced stuff about maybe steven gerrard and, and and things like that as well but thanks so much everybody for tuning in and for listening thanks everybody for watching please give us give this uh give the show a like if you if you like what's going on and please follow us on our audio podcast because some of the podcasts that will be coming up will be audio only so if you follow on on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, if you don't follow should I say please just give us a, a subscription there and you'll be notified um, when those audio podcasts because if the people who I want to come on are coming on it, they, they, would be, they would be nice interesting tactically based podcasts as well so for anybody who's into that I would really appreciate it but that's going to do it for us today thanks once again so much uh, for popping on Scott Here's looking forward to, I suppose, the managerial uh, merry-go-round stopping soon, and we will find out whether it will be Stephen Gerrard, whether it will be somebody else, and Aston Villa will have a new man at the helm. Um, things seem to be moving quickly, but until then, and probably until tomorrow when I'm back with another podcast, all that's left to say is up the Villa. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.